and welcome to PCTY Talks. I'm your host, Sherry Simpson. During our time together, we'll stay close to the news and info you need to succeed as an HR pro. And together, we'll explore topics around HR thought leadership, compliance, and real life HR situations we face every day. Hey, Kate, thanks for jumping on the podcast with me again. Uh, It's so glad to have you as a repeat guest today. Thanks for having me, Sherry. I feel like we haven't done this in a while. It's super fun. Yeah, it's been a hot minute. So I'm glad that you were able to make this time work. We're talking all things succession planning today. So I thought I'd start with what's the difference between succession planning and talent reviews? Yeah, that's a great question. I think it's a good place to start because it's a lot of times people use them interchangeably and they definitely are different. Uh, The way that I love to explain the difference is succession planning is what's next. How are you making sure that your teams have goals that they're working towards in terms of their next role? How are you setting your organization up for success? The thing I like to always ask is what happens if so-and-so wins the lottery and they leave tomorrow? Who is ready to do their job? Because most likely uh, you are not the person ready to do their job. So succession planning is really defined as how do we make sure we have a bench? If somebody wins a lottery or something unfortunate happens, they get offered the opportunity of a lifetime and they give you two weeks notice, who's ready to step into that role? Talent reviews are a little bit more in depth and I actually am a huge fan of talent reviews. I, if I had to choose, I like doing both, but I definitely love talent reviews more. It gives you the opportunity to really dig into the type of talent you have. So while succession planning is in its simplest form planning for the future, talent reviews are more about looking at the talent you have today and figuring out what they need, what they're doing really well, and is there an opportunity to move people around? A lot of times people look at talent reviews and succession planning as sort of step one, step two, and they look at it as, I'm going to look and see who I have, what they're good at, and then place them in the box. And that's the box on the nine box. And that means that's where they're going to go next. I always encourage people to think about talent reviews as sort of a reassessment. It's kind of like when you look in your pantry for all of the ingredients for your dinner and you realize that you're missing a couple. It's the same thing with talent reviews. You're looking at your team, figuring out how is this team going to drive towards our goals? What am I missing? Where can I move people around? And it gives you the opportunity to really spend time digging into those things. Why do you think with your view on talent reviews, why it's so important for us to still think about succession planning? Well, I think they go hand in hand. I mean, I think the most important piece is you can't really have succession planning if you haven't reviewed your talent. So it's really hard to place someone in a box or to say, hey, I think someone is really high potential and they're ready for the next level. If you aren't able to determine what is it in their current role that they're actually doing so well at, where do you see their strengths? Who are they really um, impacting by their abilities? And what happens next? A big part of talent retention in general is giving people challenges and making sure that they feel that they're being challenged, that they're valued and they're making an impact. Once you review what they're doing, if you don't have a plan for the next piece, that's where you start to lose people because they no longer feel challenged and they no longer feel like they have a future in the organization. When you start to think about implementing a succession planning program, is there like a minimum employee count that you need to be at before you go down this road? That's such a great question. I could see why you would ask that. And I actually have been asked that before. And what I always tell people is absolutely not. Succession planning should happen if you have two people in a company or if you have 200,000 people in a company. Um, And in some respects, 
I actually have always said that succession planning is more important at smaller companies and with people with less employee accounts because you have less people to choose from. So if you've got a hundred people and only three people can do a job and you don't have a succession plan, what if one of them goes on a leave of absence and the other person wins the lottery? You got one person to choose from. So having a strong plan in my opinion, is actually more important at the smaller employee count size. But no, it's just as important. And I think is whether you are a leader in the organization or you are a strategic HR support, having a really strong understanding of what goes into your talent, where your pipeline is, who your bench strength is, is important at every level, regardless of your employee count. How have you helped managers think about succession planning for their own groups? You know, it's funny. I I have used sort of like the ingredients in the pantry before. Um, most of the time, what I I tell managers is, you know, I ask them, hey, help me understand the mo- the hardest part about your job. And most of the time, they say, my people, keeping my people, hiring my people, figuring out where I put my people next. And so the way that I usually explain it is, wouldn't you love a tool or a resource that would help make that part of your job a little bit easier? And you know, ninety nine percent of the time, they say, yeah, absolutely. That's what talent reviews and succession planning do. They make your life easier. Think about, you know, everyone keeps a calendar, whether it's for your professional life, it's for your personal life, you know where you're going next. It's like a roadmap for your days. Talent reviews and succession planning are the same way. It's a roadmap for your team. It's figuring out what is your team doing well? What's the next step for them? What do you as a manager need to do or as a leader to make sure that you are continuing to retain them? And also don't forget about your holes. Talent reviews and succession planning are great opportunities for you to figure out your headcount for next year, workforce plan. Where are your holes? What areas aren't actually getting done because you don't have somebody to do them? I find that having those types of conversations and kind of aligning it to sort of a roadmap and calendar seem to make it a little bit easier for people to see why it's so important. So once you've identified those employees that are part of your plan, how do you create a routine so it doesn't become so overwhelming to continue to go through this process? Yeah. So the first thing that I usually ask people is when are times of year where you actually have time to breathe and think? And I usually ask to think about two times a year where you think there's a couple weeks where you could actually sit down, block a few week, a few hours out and just spend some time thinking. And that's kind of where I start the routine. Because for me, I can't plug a routine in for someone's life, or for some, you know, for their area of the business without knowing where their needs are. From my standpoint, right now in the summertime, it's incredibly busy. If you told me I had to add in another routine right now, I would laugh at you. I would say there's, I have, I have no time to add anything else in. So I start by asking them, when do you have time to think? And then I sort of build backwards. Okay, so if you have time to think, you know, let's talk about what that routine looks like. I also am a huge fan of phased approaches. When you start something like this, there's no way that you can start with everything. You're going to do a talent review. Then you're going to do a succession plan. You're going to do development plans. You're going to do follow-ups. You're going to do mid-year reviews. Like, that's a lot. And so if you've never had a routine in place, start with something small. We are going to review our senior level leadership. And we're going to start by taking a couple hours out and we're going to talk through, you know, their performance, their potential, their aspiration. We're going to talk through what we think they're interested in next. And we're going to plot them on a nine box. And that might take a couple hours. And you might say, we're going to do that three months from now. 
And then the next time when you go back to it, you determine in that time frame, hey, when do you guys want to do this again? Do you want to do it 90 days out? Do you want to do it six months out? And so you're just sort of building on it. And eventually those routines become so inherent that your teams are putting them on their calendar. They're working them into their normal daily routines without you having to set it up. But if you jump too far in, people do get overwhelmed. And then there's no benefit because it's used, it's a lot more time and energy and it feels more like a chore rather than something that they feel accomplished by. At the end of the day, when you go through these types of things, you want leaders to leave saying, I feel better. I have a plan. I feel more like um, consistent with the routine that I'm doing. I, I feel like my workforce plan now makes sense. I know what headcount to go ask for. I know who I need for what. I know the conversation I need to have with that person who needs to move to a different role or who might be interested in doing something else. What happens when you don't follow through on succession planning? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I could give you the whole like thunder and lightning. Oh my gosh, you know, the world implodes. Or I could tell you that where I see most often when people don't follow through is it's this constant, what I will call uncertainty. So it's this consistent feeling of being unsettled and being uncertain about what happens next. When you don't follow through on a succession plan, um, you are usually, especially if you shared it with someone of kind of what the plan is for them, you've now risked retaining someone because maybe they thought that they were high potential, they were ready for the next role. So you've risked that. Um, and as a leader, you have a lot more uncertainty around how you're managing your team and how you're accomplishing those goals going forward. So you can do all the setup, but if you don't go through, you're, you haven't actually made any progress and you still have that feeling of what's next. How do I put people in the right spot? And those people can feel that. I always say that however you lead your team, whether you think you hide it well or not, your team knows when you're stressed. They know when you're not sure. And they definitely know if you're not sure about their future. And that is a huge issue when it comes to retaining top talent. What do you wish you would have known earlier in your career around succession planning that would have helped you support businesses better? Oh, that's a really good one. I don't know if it's that I wish I would have known. I wish someone would have really instilled the phased approach with me earlier. You don't have to go to 100 miles an hour immediately. You can start small. I wish someone would have just said, Hey, start with talking about your top people, you know, your top talent and use these three areas to categorize them. And then next quarter, add something else in. I think a lot of times, especially as, you know, strategic supports, we run so fast. We're always thinking about the result. The result is retaining top talent. The result is making sure your high potential people have everything they need, making sure your low potential people are being managed out or managed over. We don't talk about the impact that has and how that can sometimes make us feel uncertain about creating those routines. So I really wish someone had just said, hey, take a step back, make a plan, think about what you want the impact to be, and it's okay if you work up to it. And sometimes, as scary as it sounds, these types of routines, they can take a year or two years to really get through. So if you're doing them once a quarter or once every six months, the first couple of times, it, there's a relearning. So I wish someone had just told me to slow down. Um, I think in general, my career, I wish someone would have told me to slow down years ago. But that's definitely something that I think when it comes to succession planning is don't try and boil the ocean, as they say. Hey, thanks for such a great discussion around this topic. I think it's so relevant, especially as we've been talking about the war on talent and different things that we're seeing. So thanks for taking a few minutes. Anytime. I love 
coming on the podcast. And I love chatting with you, Sherry. Thanks so much for having me. This podcast is brought to you by Paylocity, a leading HCM provider that frees you from the tasks of today so you can focus more on the promise of tomorrow. If you'd like to submit a topic or appear as a guest on a future episode, email us at pctytalks at paylocity.com.